What's up, what's up, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another night of Unbiased Football Talk. Again, just me and Mike. James is, is away for a little while. I hope you guys are having a good night. Mike, it's good to see you. That hat looks good, man. It's a good-looking hey. hat. Is, is that new? How you doing, man? Uh, I've had it for a while, man, but no, I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. Um, shout out to James. You know, um, you know, uh, take care of yourself in the big house. You know, uh, we'll be sending you some 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 gifts and whatnot. <laughs> Do your time, and then, you know, it's it's rehabilitation, man. It'll be all right. It'll be all right. Yeah, we'll definitely call it some kind of rehabilitation over there. Right. But <laughs> right. hey, if you li- make sure you reply to my email, man. We need your game picks. But that's right. That's right. But what's going on, everybody? Another another Saturday night special. <clears throat> We're coming to you from uh, good old state of Iowa. Myself, uh, Mike's down there in Southern California. We're ready to talk some Week Nine football, and uh, maybe maybe a few other things. Um, you know, we, this our last episode. We talked a lot about some breaking news. So, you know. As it's like every time we talk, there's breaking news. So let's talk a little more breaking news. Um, unless you've been living under a rock, this shouldn't be breaking news. But Odell Beckham Jr. has been released from the Cleveland Browns. Can't say I'm surprised. I've been saying it all year that that Kevin Stefanski and, and Baker, they have to figure out a way to get him the ball. I mean, let's be real. Like, he's not a top 10 receiver or top five like he has been in the past or in his rookie year he's not he's not that guy anymore but come on now he's still still odell beckham i mean besides him and we were talking pre-show like your your next best receivers like donovan peoples jones or something and anthony right. schwartz or david Najaku, austin hooper yeah you're telling me you can't give this man the ball so yeah so mike what, what do you what do you what do you got to say about this odell beckham situation um is it, when you talk about on a football perspective you got you got somebody like Baker Mayfield, like how much is he going to get the blame for, you know, not getting OBJ the ball? I mean, <clears throat> and it's also hard to say what kind of OBJ you're going to get. I mean, he's been dealing with some injuries the last couple of years. And uh, even this year, he was kind of ha- he kind of had some nagging injuries. And I mean, it's tough to say with with OBJ right now. I, I'm not going to say that he's washed or anything, but. Is he the OBJ from you know 2013 to about 2016? I, I, I don't, I don't know, I don't know. I mean, one thing I can say about OBJ is that he's never had that consistent quarterback, that really you know top star quarterback to get him the ball on a consistent basis. He had he had Eli Manning towards the end of his career, and I mean he 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 put up some good numbers at that point, but after a while, I mean he wasn't. He was breaking a thousand yards, and I mean, it was a year where he didn't even really break a thousand yards. So, and then he got shipped to Cleveland, and I mean, well, that didn't turn out well. Um, I do want to talk about the uh, waiver wire. So he's he got released on Friday. Uh, he, if he stays, if he does, if he clears waivers by Monday at four p.m., he's a free agent. Anybody can pick him up. Um, if I was to say where he's going to go um, from an unbiased perspective, I, I see that he's he's going to be a Raider. I think he's going to be a Raider with all the stuff you got for uh, with going on with uh, Henry Ruggs and and uh, the Raiders needing a a number one wide receiver. Carr and OBJ are good friends. Uh, Carr has hasn't had a dynamic receiver at OBJ's pedigree. Why not? I say you go pick him up if you can. Uh, they already cleared some cap space, the Raiders, um, to to make a move. I don't know if it's either for Deshaun Jackson or or OBJ, but they're they've cleared some cap space, so that'd be a good move on on the for for the Raiders if they do that, especially if they're trying to make a run. Like I said, and if not the Raiders, you got the Saints, uh, you got the you got the Packers in a long shot i mean you i mean the thing about obj is that he wants to be the man it's pretty obvious that he wants to be the man and if you're alongside uh adams and and uh aaron jones you're going to be a third option so 
that I don't think really fit. But the best fit I see is the Raiders. I can't think of anything. And Vegas even agrees with me. Is at a plus 200 for the Raiders picking him. They have the best odds of uh, picking up OBJ. So, yeah, it's going to be pretty interesting to see what's going to happen this week as far as uh, who's going to pick him up or if he clears waivers, things like that. So, yeah, uh, what, what do you think about that, man? So let's just go, let's just talk about his stats with Cleveland, okay? And you can argue that his last, like, three years in New York, he didn't really have a quarterback. Like, Eli was not Eli his last, like, three years in, in New York. So, but his, uh, his, his um, two and some change years in, in Cleveland, he, what, 2019, he had 74 receptions for a little over a thousand yards for four touchdowns. Then last year, obviously he um, what did he do? Tears ACL or something like that. Yeah, ACL tear. Um, yep. This this year he's got 34 targets, 17 receptions, 232 yards, zero touchdowns. Um, whose fault is this? Is this Baker's I'm... fault? Is this <sighs> is this Kevin Stefanski's fault? Or or is or is Odell just you know, I, I was I was watching a Sports Center or something, ESPN, and Steve Smith came on and was like, "Oh Baker, you're just not that good," and Odell's leaving. Right. Well, yeah. is it is it? I mean, I'm not gonna disagree that Baker's not that good. I don't think Baker's that good either. But maybe Odell just isn't that dude anymore. What do you? I mean, that we gotta have that conversation first of all. You know what? I I don't. I, I think it's a little bit of both. I mean, you got OBJ. He's not. I, he's never gonna be that. 13, 1400 yard receiver like he was his first couple of years in the league when he was with the Giants. But at the same time, you got you got Baker Mayfield, who, well, he was pretty much exposed by Odell Beckham's uh, OBJ's dad. I mean, he put an 11 minute video out there showing the number of times he missed him on open passes, uh, missed him on uh, shots that, you know, any another quarterback would make. Um so I'm gonna say both. Uh, I, I think OB, uh, OBJ is can still be a you know just sub 1,000 yard receiver or maybe even at the 1,000 yard mark with the right quarterback. Um, and as far as Baker Mayfield goes, I mean honestly, I would say his days are numbered in Cleveland. He, he's got a cl- he's got a contract coming up. I'm not gonna pay. I'm not gonna pay Baker Mayfield 30 million dollars to be average. It's time to move on with Cleveland, and like I told you before, I said this a couple of weeks ago. When you have, when you have a an offense that relies so heavily on running backs, you're in trouble. That only lasts for so long. Mm-hmm. Running backs don't last long in the league, and I'm not I'm not wishing any injury on any running back, but it's the truth of the matter. How long can Nick Chubb and uh, I can't think of his name off the top second Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt, like how long could they be producing at the level they're producing? One, two seasons, you know, and and you know the defense has been struggling a little bit the last couple of weeks. So, you know, it they they, they need to make a move or else they're going to be stuck in the middle. That's where they are right now. They're stuck in the middle, and I don't think Baker Mayfield is the answer. I don't think down the line, and if he does have a contract coming up, you, I wouldn't pay him that money, man. You could pay, you could pay somebody elsewhere. Yeah, I, uh, I can't disagree with you on this. I, I do think it's a little bit of both. Um, so when I was when I first was hearing all this crazy stuff about OBJ, I'm thinking, all right, well, the Packers are probably going to grab him, or or the Rams because they they dropped. Uh, they dropped uh, Deshaun Jackson. So let me ask. Here's a. Here, let's say Henry Ruggs situation doesn't happen. He's still on the team. And um, who's the favorite? I would say Baltimore. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, I was thinking Baltimore too. You know, yeah. I like that too. But thing is, he's got to clear waivers, and I I just don't think right. he is he going to clear waivers. Well, so. They, they, I know they structured the contract, the, his contract, and he's old still. I think about seven, about eight, seven to eight million dollars left um, for the rest of this season. Um, 
beyond that, his contract is a little steep. So it, you got to look at teams who are one going to be winning now in a win now mode and two has the cap space. You got somebody like the Chargers who has a $10 million cap space right now. They can afford them and they're in win now mode. But do they need them? Not necessarily. You got the Raiders who freed some cap space, but they're still short. So they're going to still have to make some moves. Um, and then you got teams at the top like the, I think the, I believe like the Lions, the Jaguars are like really, they have a lot of cap space. But OBJ is not going to go to Jacksonville or, or Detroit. No. Now, if he goes to Jacksonville, he he's in it for the long haul. He's here like, hey, I want to grow with Trevor Lawrence. That would be right. that kind of move. And it, to me, OBJ doesn't seem like the type of person that's willing to wait. I mean, he's 29 years old. He's trying to win now. That's what it seems like to me. So I'm, I'm going to say that he's going to go to a team that is ready to win, ready to compete. And it's gonna it's gonna come down to cap space. You know, can any of these teams afford him at this point? So um, look for the the teams that are competing and also have the cap space. So that's what I would say as far as that goes. Yeah, I definitely I'm looking at the the, the waiver order right now, and there's he's not going any anywhere in the top, you know, fifteen. In the top fifteen, the biggest. If would probably be San Francisco, but even then, I, you know, where's is, where's is Oakland sitting? Or I'm sorry, Las Vegas sitting at number twenty six. They're, they're twenty six, and that and that's the only reason why. Like, if, if the Raiders need a lot of things to go in their favor, they need right. for them to they need for them to clear clear waivers, and uh, they can get him for a low price. Basically, I mean. Because if you have to take on that $7 million, I mean, they're going to have to make a lot of moves, restructure contracts, maybe even cut some guys. And I don't know if it's necessarily worth it at this point. I, I don't know. Like, I would, I would, I know the Raiders do need a, a wide receiver, and I would probably go with Deshaun Jackson for a year for a really low price. I would rather go that route rather than paying. I think that's the better the better option for the Raiders. I get it. You no yeah. one of course everyone wants OBJ and it's OBJ, but come on. Let's think of it as a is this really the season you want OBJ? Yeah. He's a I, diva, he, man. Like I he's yeah. good. I can't deny his talents. He has the greatest catch of all time, probably yeah. on on a primetime football, but I mean the Raiders are going Derek Carr, I should say, is going through too much right now, and the Raiders organization doesn't need this this guy coming in. And they just they just tried it with Antonio Brown for about five minutes, and that didn't work out. Do you really want another diva over there? Right, and 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 that's it. We've been through there with uh, diva white receivers, Randy Moss, um, Antonio Brown, like you said. Like, why would we want to go that route again? Even considering that this man might not be the same guy he was before. Like He's why not. Are we, you know, why are we gonna why are we gonna do that? You know, it's gonna be one of those moves that could possibly set back the franchise for one or two seasons. We're in a win a, a win now. Well, I wouldn't say win now, but we're we're in the mix for the the AFC right now. You know, and we don't need to make a permanent move like that. We need no. we, we need just somebody that's gonna get the job done for this season, like a Deshaun Jackson or. Uh, uh, John Brown, who already knows this, the 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 offense already, because he was on the team before we cut him. I'm surprised John Brown's not a Raider right now. Like I thought that would, yeah. I thought that was just obvious. I thought that was just gonna happen. He he knew the system. He's John Brown's. I mean, he was he's been solid his whole career. All, right. What has he been? The Cardinals, uh, Bills, and uh, Raiders. I mean, he's been solid. I mean, yeah. why not? Right, and, and and I don't know what's going on with him behind the scenes. I mean, he's 31 years old. Yeah. yeah, it has to be something. I mean, he, he got cut from the Raiders uh, at the beginning of the season because he, he, he was looking to be the number one receiver there. It turned out that Henry Ruggs was doing his thing and, and Brian Edwards and that whole receiving core kind of stepped up a little bit mm-hmm. to, to the point where he was a number five receiver and he didn't, uh, didn't want to do that. Um, the Raiders was like, okay – Go find some work elsewhere. You can probably use your talent somewhere else. 
and he's still not on a team, which blows my mind because he's he's great. I, I think he's pretty good, you know. So, um, yeah, that that is a shock that he's not on the Raiders yet. But maybe they're going for something what they think is bigger, like OBJ or something like that. Which I, yeah, I, I'm not really. I'm I'm kind of fifty fifty on it, man. I, I I don't know. I just don't know what I'm getting with OBJ at this point. Yeah, we'll see if he clears waivers. If he does clear waivers, I I would look to see him. Um, more more than likely in a in a something for some reason I'm I'm seeing Rams or or uh, or Ravens. That's what yeah. I'm seeing. I, it's just something about the Ravens. You know they drafted Rashad Bateman in the first round. They got Sammy Watkins. They got Hollywood Brown. But it just doesn't seem like there's a clear number one there. Can they bring in OBJ if he clears waivers and be the number one? Who knows? Rams. They draft. They dropped a uh, old boy, uh, Deshaun Jackson. They got Cooper Cup, who apparently is the greatest wide receiver since sliced bread. They yeah. got Robert Woods, Van Jefferson. Um, you know uh, what's his name? Von Miller tweeted today saying, "Come on, OBJ, let's chase this ring together." Um, the Packers is a good take, but like you said, he's. Yeah, but even if he goes to the Rams, if he signs the Rams, he's not the number one because Cooper Cup is and Robert Woods is two. And but if you want a ring now in the NFC, if you want to be in the NFC anyway, the Rams or the Packers are the safe bet. Yeah, you can go hang out with his buddy LeBron. You know, LeBron made a free OBJ tweet too, and he can hang out with his boy LeBron in LA and Von Miller. Hang out with his buddies, get a free ring. <laughs> Yeah, I mean uh, that'll work out for him. I mean, you can get yeah. get the Lashawn McCoy treatment. Yeah, yeah. Winning I mean, back he's... back Super Bowls, not playing a single snap. Right, right. And he he's a front runner type of guy. He's not the guy that's not going to want to, you know, build and 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 do something special with a team. You know, coming from the ground up. So it wouldn't surprise me if he came if he ended up signing with the Rams. Well, I guess we'll see what happens, man. But. <clears throat> Let's move on. We all know OBJ will be playing football somewhere till he yep. gets hurt. Till till he gets hurt. But hey, yeah. for all we, you know what? He'll probably end up in freaking Kansas City. Watch. <laughs> oh man, oh dude, I um don't see. You heard that, it. Man. Hey, you heard so it here upset. first. Bold prediction. You heard it here first. Kansas City, huh? All right, man. No, I we'll, hope see. we'll see. We'll see. I hope I'm wrong too. But <laughs> um, so we want to talk a little bit about one game. Uh, it's kind of a weird game. The, the games, the matchups this weekend are are, are a little weak again. Um, we we want to talk a little bit about Baltimore, Minnesota, but before we get into that, I've been I've been meaning to to say a few things about the Minnesota Vikings organization, yep. and just how embarrassed and how I don't even like like. My wife said to me uh, today when she got home from work, she's like, "What time the Vikings play?" I, was like, I don't even remember. Because I'm just sick and tired of watching this bullshit, this BS every single week, from week to week. Like I know I I beat a dead horse, and and I and everyone's who who's listened knows how I feel about Mike Zimmer and the entire organization, the Wilfs, Rick Spielman, Clint Kubiak. They know yeah. who, how I feel. But this past Sunday night football, the Vikings were handed a silver platter. Dak Prescott was not going to play. Tyron Smith was banged up, and he didn't play the second half. So you went into a game going up against Cooper Rush, who has no NFL experience. Matter of fact, I cannot remember off the top of my head what college this dude went for and or played for. And I and I know a lot about college college football, and I don't. Mike, you know, I know you know for college football. Do you know what college? Right, yeah. I, I don't recall what school he went to, man. To be honest with you, right? Yeah, I'm the same way. <laughs> to be honest, I thought that they had a. Di- I thought Ben DiNucci was their backup. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But anyway, you 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 couldn't game plan against Cooper Rush. The Vikings defense that they spent all the money on this offseason looked embarrassing yes michael pierce is out daniel hunter didn't play the second half he's out for the year the the pass rush wasn't there i don't give a damn you brought in all these dudes you brought in 
had uh well he's hurt whatever again but Rashad Breeland dude the guy is garbage um he, he his little his little brownie points he got for fans in in week uh five or six against Carolina is gone yeah Mackenzie Alexander dude I've been talking you up all year you were terrible what the hell that 75 yard touchdown pass that was garbage and oh you know I'm I'm gonna start look um, there was zero pass rush. We know that. We know what Minnesota's like without Daniel Hunter. Daniel Hunter is special. Uh, we were talking pre-show. He doesn't get enough credit. He was the fastest player in, in NFL history to 50 sacks, but nobody knows that. Everson Griffin, he's having a career resurgence with us. DJ Wanham's fine. Michael Pierce is out. Davlin Tomlinson has a couple sacks, but it's just not the same without Daniel Hunter. Right. So let's, let's, let's talk offense. Clint Kubiak. Dude, what the... F- F are you doing? What plays are you calling? What do you what is this bullshit? So the first quarter, you will everyone the entire nation watched the game. The whole first quarter, I'm like, holy crap. Justin Jefferson comes on, he throws a pass. Like, give me a where'd that come from? But I swear after they Adam Thielen scored that touchdown, they're just like, nah. Seven nothing's good enough. Right. Oh man. Such a struggle watching that game. Dude, tried this is my life for the last three, four years. Like, ever since the uh, 2017 NFC Championship game, this is how it's been. He, it's just nonstop conservative bullshit. And um, before I get off topic, let's just keep talking about this game. I love me some fullback magic. I love... Yes, all, sir. You know, the Vikings <laughs> had some good fullbacks in their past. Nafahu Tahi, Jerome Felton, Tony Richardson, Jimmy Kleinsaucer... I could name some more. I love me some CJ Ham. But if you tell me right now, if you look me in the eyes and tell me that CJ Ham is going to have more targets and more receptions than J- Justin Jefferson. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yes. You're Justin right. Jefferson had two catches. CJ Ham had three. Yeah. Oh. It doesn't sound, it sounds it's like, oh, it's only one more pass. CJ Ham's a fullback. All yeah. three, all three of CJ Ham's catches were behind the line of scrimmage. Matter of fact, two of them equaled out to be negative six yards on back-to-back plays. Gosh. So, <clears throat> Kirk, Kirk Cousins and, and Mike Zimmer are always worried, and I'm not, I'm not here to rag on Kirk Cousins because I, Kirk has been fantastic this year. This game was clearly he something was going on in this dude's head, but Mike Zimmer, dude, you worry about the wrong things. Okay, you were. Why George Edwards, one of the Vikings coaches, came out and said, why not try to win the game rather than try trying not to lose the game? That's exactly how he coaches. That's Dude, exactly how he coaches. It's absolutely so infuriating. It's it's I'm so sick of watching this on TV year after year. They were given this game. And it's just embarrassing as a fan. And in my opinion, Zimmer's fate is has been decided. Okay, I'm not saying Zimmer's gonna get fired this year. That just that's just stupid. Uh, yes, I'm. I've been calling for his head for three years. You've known me for a long time. You know how long I've been calling for his head, yep. or not his head, his job. I should say, right. his head coaching job. Right. Um, <laughs> but I mean, he, he's done after the season. That game right there was just proof that you are not a good head coach. Credit the only person I will credit on the Dallas Cowboys entire roster coaching staff is Kellen Moore because Kellen Moore you came out and you had a a, a good enough um, game plan to beat this this Vikings team that was just destined to just beat you up like yes Kirk missed Kirk and Justin Jefferson had that weird little mis miscommunication. Uh, on that deep pass, if he catches that pass, he doesn't stop. It's probably 14 nothing, and the Vikings are rolling. But after yep. that play, after that play, it's like, all right, well, seven nothing's good enough. We'll go from there. Um, Mike Zimmer, you you have been coaching in the NFL since 1994. How do you forget that you can't call t- back-to-back timeouts? 
That is absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. It is third and 16. The, you know the Dallas Cowboys are going to get points out of this drive. Okay, we're they're on like the, what it was like the 34 yard line or something like that. It's third and 16. Okay, you should be playing for the field goal right there. You should be playing defense against the field goal. Instead, you call a, a timeout, right? And then you call another timeout, which is a five-yard penalty. And then you go on live TV and say that you forget that you can't call back-to-back timeouts. That is absolutely ridiculous. And then you go on and you say that some assistant was was screaming, oh, call a timeout, and you call the timeout because you heard an assistant. Dude, you're the head coach. Come on, You're man. the head coach. So what happens? They go in third and 11, which is way more manageable. I know it's only five yards, but it's still way more manageable than third and 16. And the defense decides not to tackle Ezekiel Elliott. And they're just, they just, they just win the game. I am so sick of Mike Zimmer's bullshit. His conservative, it's ridiculous. I'm beating a dead horse week after week. But if you watch the Minnesota Vikings play, it's always, it's always like two years ago, they're playing uh, on Thursday night football against, um, Washington football team, Redskins at the time, led by uh, Dwayne Haskins. Oh, boy. That was a game we should have won by 30 points, but we won by three because you just didn't want to score. You yeah. always want to play to a field goal. You always want to play. You're always trying not to lose the game rather than trying to win the game. So the Wilfs, the Wilfs family who own the team, they won't fire him. Okay, so so – my question to you, Mike, is before I'm I'm done. I'm over it. What what do you think? Is is Mike Zimmer's fate? Is it is it is he done? What do you think about this whole situation? I think he's a I think he's a lame duck coach. I I, mean, I I think that he does good enough to keep his job this season. But say you guys don't make the playoffs um, with Justin Jefferson who should have got rookie of the year is one of the best receivers in this league right now. You got Adam Thielen, who's highly underrated. You got Kirk Cousins, highly underrated. You got one of the best running backs in the league. If you can't perform and deliver with an offense with firepower like that on offense, you got to go, man. You got to go. It's time to go. And, you know, to the people listening, I started watching Vikings games this year because I, I, I've been hearing it <laughs> from Ian for the last three years about Zimmer and the Vikings. And I, I was like, all right, let me let me check out these let me check out this team, see what's going on. And it gives me a headache. I thought I was struggling with the Raiders as far as you know, as far as football goes. Right now it's off the field stuff for me. But football wise, this is a good team. This team on paper should be leading the NFC in, in, in offense or at least being up there in offense and in blowing teams out, blowing teams out the water. Um, and it, it just isn't happening right now. And it, as far as the defense goes for you guys, when you talk about, when you talk about Hunter, you know, you're saying that he, you know, the, the Hunter effect, right? We, we said this a couple of weeks ago, you know, one thing that you also got to say about like a, a player with a, uh, uh, an effect when you can put a person's name before effect, right? You got to also count how the, does that person affect other players around him. So, for example, in 2016, Derek Carr, they were 12 and three, 11 and three. They played the Colts and he broke his leg, and that completely deflated the team after mm-hmm. that. It's arguable to say that Hunter had that kind of effect on 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 the Vikings defense. They were leading. They're leading. They're like what one or two in in sacks right now. They're rolling as far as you know getting the sacks and getting the defense off the field. When you lose that kind of talent, that's going to affect the whole defense. I really think that it did affect the the Vikings, and it's going to be interesting to see in this next game or next couple games down the line how this team rebounds and what kind of effect Hunter has on that defense as far as. Uh, you know, momentum, morale, um, you know, just that spirit, that fighting spirit, you know. Um, I, I've seen teams just totally collapse when they lose their their top guy because they did more than just what was on the stat sheet. Mm-hmm. So um, it's going to be interesting to see how, how, the, how the Vikings respond as far as defense goes. Um, but, you know, they got the Ravens this week, and 
we know what the Vikings do. They play good or bad. They play teams. They play teams. And um, I don't know, man. Like, it, I, I, I want to pick the Vikings for this game because, you know, it, it, we're talking about the Ravens right now. They're at the bottom of the league as far as turnover differential. They're at a minus one. And it, that that's not really terrible. But this isn't the same Ravens team that, as advertised, uh, makes plays on defense. They make a lot of mistakes on defense, and they're not doing, they're not making many takeaways. They're not, you know, taking advantage of teams. They're not, you know, taking that ball away and turning defense into offense. And I don't see them doing that. And if Kirk Cousins can get going, get to those receivers. And 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 shock and shock Baltimore. I, I can see them coming out with a win, and, and it's got to turn around at some point. You guys have been losing a lot of close games. You guys lost to the Browns by seven points, lost to the Cowboys by what was it, three points? Mm-hmm. And you you know you guys have one of the, you guys have the toughest schedule left in the in the, in the league right now. Probably one or two toughest schedule. You guys aren't gonna just lay over and die and lose this game. You know, just because the schedule's tough, you know, when schedule's tough, that's when people step up and start, you know, they, they have to bring it on a weekly basis. I don't see you guys going just completely winless in all these tough games. This is going to be the game where you guys steal on the road and win this game by a field goal or maybe a <laughs> touchdown drive. It has to happen, man. And, and you know what? I haven't been watching the Vikings enough to to be pessimistic about it, and I understand where you're coming from with it, but I'm, I'm going Vikings, man, this game in the upset. Well, I love your uh, – I love it. Um, you know, the, the, the Vikings and Raiders aren't very far apart. If you look at the stats, they're both – about averaging the same amount of rushing yards, same amount of passing yards. The the defenses are the Vikings are slightly better in pass defense. The Ravens are slightly better in rush defense, um, which works out probably. It doesn't really matter. The Ravens don't really have a rushing offense, rather than other than uh, Lamar. Um, <laughs> they have Lamar though, so that's the you know, yeah. Zimmer Zimmer's kryptonite has always been mobile quarterbacks. So he cannot figure out how to stop them. They also have this guy named Justin Tucker. If it comes down to a kicker, it's oh, over, man. Let's yeah. be honest. We we know Absolutely. how Vikings. So let me just let me just bring this up to um the Vikings and Ravens are three and three all time. Okay. In the three seasons the Vikings beat Baltimore, they went to the NFC Championship game. In the three seasons the Vikings lost to the Baltimore Ravens, the head coach got fired. So basically, what I'm saying is, it's all or nothing (laughs) this week. (laughs) Because if you lose, the head coach is getting fired. If you win, you're basically destined for the NFC Championship, even though you play... uh, Sandy or LA Chargers next week, and then the Packers, and then San Francisco. You got to play Packers again. It bears twice still. It's a it's a pretty rough schedule for the rest of the year, but um, it's hard for me to it's hard for me to pick the Vikings to win this game. Um, coming off of an embarrassing loss, and um, the Ravens are. Also coming off an embarrassing loss, and then they had the bye week. So they're coming off a bye week. They got embarrassed at home to uh, Joe Burrow and the the Cincinnati Bengals, or I should say Jamar Chase and the Cincinnati Bengals. I I don't know how to call this game. I want to pick the Vikings so bad because I'm a homer and I'm I'm biased, even though it's unbiased football talk. I'm going to take the Ravens. I hate hate picking them. Um, the The other purple team. Um, but I'm gonna I'm gonna take the Ravens. I'm just the, something about this game makes me want to pick the Vikings just because Mike Zimmer knows he's on the hot seat. If you're if there was ever a, a game where you just need to let loose, just just go and tell Clint Kubiak, the offensive offensive coordinator, hey dude, throw the damn ball past the line of scrimmage because usually you have to go forward. 
to score points because the end zone is like <laughs> that way. It's not behind <laughs> you. You shouldn't be throwing dump off passes behind the line of scrimmage to CJ Ham. Contrary to to Mike Zimmer's beliefs, you shouldn't be doing that. So go ahead and do that this game. Um, please. My, Justin Jefferson versus Marlon Humphrey should be a, a, a fun thing to watch. Yeah. I don't know. I'm I'm gonna take the the, the Ravens to win. Uh, I just I just have no faith in in the in the coaching staff. I have zero faith in the coaching staff. As long as Mike Zimmer is the head coach of the Minnesota Vikings, I'm going to take the Vikings to lose the rest of the season. He's that bad. He's that annoying and infuriating and embarrassing. Uh, I feel bad for all of those Minnesota Vikings fans who spent all those hundreds of dollars to to go to Sunday Night Football thinking they were going to see Dak Prescott and one of the best offenses in the NFC, Dallas Cowboys. Instead, you got Cooper Rush and, um, you know, a backup quarterback in Minnesota from what it looked like and a JV football team. You basically look like you played an NCAA team. I feel bad for you people, but I'm going to take them to win, take the – Ravens to win. Okay, yeah, uh, I, it's hard for me to pick Vikings games sometimes, man. I mean, on paper, you know, the the, the Ravens they they're struggling secondary. You know, the Joe Burrow had a field day against them, so you would think that Kirk Cousins would come in and do the same thing, you know. But we're talking about the Vikings here, and we're talking about Zimmer, so we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, I bleed purple, but I'm gonna stop bleeding purple till Mike Zimmer's gone. But let's get into our quick picks. All right, I'm tired of talking about the loser Vikings. <laughs> so, <laughs> Mike picks this. Just to be clear, Mike picks the Vikings, and I take the other purple team, the Baltimore Ravens. The next game we're going to talk about: Browns versus Bengals. The Bengals are two and a half point favorites. Mike, who you got? Yep, uh, this is a tough game for me to pick. Uh, Cincinnati is Cincinnati is uh, there. I don't know what we're getting with Cincinnati. I don't know what we're getting with with uh with the Browns because we got, you know, it could it be a rejuvenation with the Browns, you know, with OBJ gone is, uh, is uh Baker Mayfield playing? I don't know. Uh, long story short, I, I have to pick Cincinnati in this game. I think they're going to rebound. Yep. I'm going to take Cincinnati as well. Although the Browns will have, I believe they will have Nick Chubb tomorrow and Kareem Hunt. So they're back to, they're back to their, uh, their ground game. Cincinnati's not that good on the ground game, defensively anyway. But I'm going to take Cincinnati. Broncos versus Cowboys. Cowboys are a whopping 10-point favorite against the team that started out 3-0. Yeah, we're going. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, how's that 3-0 looking for you, Denver? Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, Cowboys. Cowboys in this game. Yeah, Cowboys big time, especially if Dak plays. But Cooper Rush looks like Peyton Manning. Um, uh, let's go, <laughs> let's go with, let's, let's go with one of the pillow fights of the week, the Houston Texans who are starting Tyrod Taylor, not Davis Mills against Tua and the Dolphins. Tua and the Dolphins are five and a half point favorites. What you got? You know, we can say this is a pillow fight. This is a pillow fight, but oh, it's a pillow fight. <laughs> yeah, this is a, this is a big pillow fight. And, uh, I mean, Tyrod Taylor was playing pretty decent before he got hurt, you know, and, you know, the their offenses, they look really bad with Mills at quarterback. So I'm going to go Houston in this game. I'm going to go Houston. Ooh. Yeah. A little spark off the bench with uh, Tyrod Taylor. You know what? I'm going to go Houston as well. I, I did like how Tyrod Taylor was playing, although I – I still love me some Davis Mills. We all know that. James is, isn't yeah. here to talk shit. Uh, <laughs> Brian Flores might get fired after this game. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah. All right, next game. We got the New Orleans Saints against the Atlanta Falcons. The New Orleans Saints are six-point favorites with the quarterback situation up in the air. That's interesting. Six-point favorites. 
Yeah, it's a little high. That's a little high, and then you still got you still got Matt Ryan on the other side who who plays well against the Saints. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, this is. I think the Saints are running out of luck. I don't think they're as good as what their record says. Uh, you know what? Mm, yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the. I'm gonna go with the Falcons. In an upset, I'm going with the Falcons <laughs> in an upset. Don't put some money I, on this. I, you know what? I might put some money on it, and I have to because I got to catch up to you guys because I'm like last out of three. So yeah, Falcons in this win. This game is really hard to pl- hard to pick. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Saints. Um, if, I, if I was gonna bet money, I'd probably bet the Falcons to cover, but I'm I'm definitely gonna take the Saints in this. Taysom Hill or, or Trevor Simeon or, or Sean Payton suits up. I'm gonna take him to win somehow. Um, here, see, this is what I'm talking about. Here's another one. Raiders, Giants. Raiders are only a three-point... Oh, they're on the road. Okay, that's why. So, Raiders, Giants. Raiders are a three-point favorite. All right. So, I'm going to surprise you. This is going to be one of those days. Um, the Raiders suck against the uh, New York teams at MetLife Stadium. I don't know if you keep <laughs> up with that. So, we, we we beat the Jets in a Hail Mary game last year. I remember and uh the year be- to his career right seriously and uh the year before they played the jets again and they got smoked and they were six and three going in there with all the momentum in the world and they lost to the jets considering all the stuff that's going on with the raiders dude i, I can't pick them right now i, I just don't i don't feel it I-, I have a bad feeling about this game they suck in metlife i'm gonna go giants buy a field goal so is Saquon playing? You know what? They've had a lot of COVID issues going over there. Um, they uh, Saquon's not playing. They got a lot of injuries, but somehow, got, some way. I, I get it. This team is just injury-prone, COVID-prone, just not good. Joe Judge sucks. Danny Dimes is not that good. Um, Kadarius Tony's a punk. He's punching people. He's talking shit on Facebook, Twitter. I just don't like the Giants organization right now. I think they're, you know, they're not going through what the Raiders are going through, but they're going through a lot of things internally just because they suck. I'm going to take the Raiders to win. Give me Derek Carr to continue some MVP talks or at least maybe raise some more eyebrows for that talk. Yeah, I love it, but, man. I hope so. I hope so. Next game, Patriots at Panthers. Patriots are three-and-a-half-point favorites on the road. Patriots are hot right now, man. Going Patriots. Yeah, I'm going to go Patriots, too. Uh, next game, I swear every week the Bills are 10-point-plus favorites. Bills at Jaguars on the road in their 14-and-a-half-point favorites. What you got? Oh, yeah. The, J- Jacksonville's <clears throat> not even going to score a touchdown in this game, man. Uh, Buffalo, that defense would be too much. Uh, James Robinson's not even going to be playing it. There's no way. There's, yeah, Buffalo. I don't even know who their starting running back's going to be. Yeah. It, I really sh- don't. TJ Yeldon's still there? I have no idea. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know, man. It's, it's sh- probably somebody super obvious, but. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> probably, uh, but, yeah, I'm going to take the Bills, too. Uh, we already did the Chargers at Eagles. Chargers are one-and-a-half-point favorites on the road. Uh, Chargers got to win this, man. I mean, they, they've been, they've been looking bad the last couple of weeks. They're going to rebound and win this game. Yep. I'm going to take the Chargers rebound as well against James's Eagles. Even though James is not an Eagles fan, he definitely praises them way too much. Next game, we got, uh, the Aaron Rodgers lists Green Bay Packers and the Kansas City Chiefs. This is crazy. Seven point favorites. Once again, the Chiefs are getting the benefit of the doubt. They didn't look they good sure against. They sure are. Them. Yeah, they sure they, are. Man, and and they didn't look good against the Giants. They didn't look good against the Giants at all. And the Packers are a much tougher team than the Giants, even without Aaron Rodgers. They can run the ball. That you saw what they did against the Cardinals. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, he didn't really have to do much. So mm-hmm. I wouldn't expect Jordan Love to do much either. Um, but saying all that. I say the Chiefs by, uh, I think Mahomes is going to have a big game. 
it's just one of those this is one of those games he, he's gonna show up he's gonna make a he's gonna have a good game kansas city wins i'm gonna take the packers so check this out i'm not Man. i hate the packers i hate the green yeah. Bay packers i hate aaron Rodgers. you know um I love Patrick Mahomes. I love the Kansas City Chiefs. But this is a game where Matt LaFleur has to prove doubters like me wrong. Everyone always says, oh, Matt LaFleur has X amount of wins. Okay, it's because you have Aaron Rodgers. Okay, you're not – who knows if if you're a good coach. Basically, Aaron Rodgers is the head coach. So – I think that he's going to come out with some crazy game plan against a garbage defense. Yes, on the road. On the road in Kansas, in Arrowhead, which is a hard stadium to play in. And Jordan Love's making his first career start. Um, he, You know, they, the Packers thought that uh, Aaron Rodgers was declining. So they, they drafted this guy in the first round. It's the first round pick out of Utah State. So I think that Matt LaFleur is going to come out and make some, ha- have some crazy game plan. Uh, to keep up with him, I think that you're right. I think Pat Mahomes is going to have a big game too. I think their offense is going to is going to go off. Their defense is so bad, dude. Yeah, it's it is so bad. So I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the Packers uh, to win this game and Jordan Love to have a big game. And Matt Lafleur is trying to make a statement right now. He's trying to he's trying to silence doubters like myself who think that Aaron Rodgers is the reason of his success. So that's just Go Pat. Oh, no, I did not do that. <laughs> I didn't say that. You almost Ooh. said it. You I almost said, said it, man. I almost said go Ooh. blank go, but I would never do that because oh, that's, that's just that's just, that's just embarrassing. My oh. dad would my dad would kill me. <laughs> Yo, I, I almost jumped out of my skin, dude. <laughs> I would never oh, say those shit. words. But I am going to take the Packers. But I ain't going to say that dumb stuff. But next game, we got... <laughs> Moving, moving on. Right. Cardinals <laughs> on the road against the 49ers. 49. 49ers are three point favorites. Wait, three point favorites. Wait, they are. Okay, is Kyler not playing or something? <laughs> it's like what? What? Uh, reading it, how? It took me. Uh, I had to do a double take there. Oh man. Is he, is no. he? Well, maybe it's one of those situations where they just don't know what to do. Vegas doesn't know what to do with them because they don't know if Kyler's going to play. He was pretty banged up on that play, <laughs> the whole uh, AJ Green situation. Yeah. Um, so maybe let's call that a wash, I suppose. Three point favorite. Well, I mean, they're not. That's that's easy money, man. I'm putting my money on Arizona. Oh, easy absolutely. Money. Easy money, man. Yeah. Yeah, Arizona. Yeah, we don't have to really talk much about that. It's pretty simple. Uh, this was a next game was a it's a game that we 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 if if Derrick Henry didn't didn't uh, break some bones in his foot, we'd probably be talking about this for slobber knocker of the week. But Titans at Rams, Rams are seven point favorites. There's no way Derrick Henry playing their seven point favorites. Adrian Peterson comes in. Mike, who you got in this game? Hey, the only the only chance Tennessee has to win this game is if. They can control the line of scrimmage and 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 keep third and short. You got to stop that pass rush from pinning their ears back because Von Miller is and company and all those guys. If you give them an obvious passing down, you're gonna get smoked. I don't think Tennessee has the opportunity or the the talent to do that. I mean, unless they, unless we're, you know, we're talking about Adrian Peterson from 2012. Yeah, I, I don't see it, man. Uh, I got Rams. I got Rams big in this one. Yeah, unfortunately, we're not talking Adrian Peterson in 2012. If we were, then I'd be a very happy person, but we're not. Yeah. So give me the Rams to win. Monday night football, we have a pillow fight. Oh, yeah, yeah. Justin Fields, or, or well, I'm not even going to blame Justin Fields. Matt Nagy and the terrible 3-5 and five Chicago Bears are on the road against Ben Roethlisberger, the corpse of Ben Roethlisberger. And the <laughs> Steelers, Pittsburgh is six and a half point favorites. Yeah, this is this is kind of a, a pillow fight, but this is an old school yeah, uh, slobber definitely. knocker. This is an OG definitely. slobber knocker, right? You know what I mean? Like if we're talking about years past, this is a slobber knocker. 
you know? It is. Um, and it, it's just sad to see these two teams on the decline right now. And, you know, you, you see Chicago, Pittsburgh. It's like, oh, man, you know, it's like you're gritting your teeth, you know, you're, you're, you're chewing nails, you know? But, uh, yeah, it's, it's just not the same anymore. Um, Pittsburgh is going to win this game. Um, you know, it's going to be coach versus coach. I'm picking Tomlin to outcoach Nagy all day. I mean, that's not even a that's not even a debate. And uh, you know, the, the difference in the levels of coaching is going to make this a uh, uh, a blowout game for the Steelers to me. So yeah, Pittsburgh wins big. Yeah, I definitely want to call this a blowout game, but I I I think that Chicago is going to be able to stay in it. Now, I want to say that all the Chicago Bear fans out there. I don't think Chicago Bears are a bad team. I think that Chicago Bears are a bad team with Matt Nagy as a coach, but they have a good roster. I was going through my fantasy team the other day, and I had to bench Allen Robinson, and I was like, "Holy shit! How's this guy only? How's this guy only projected seven points? How is this guy the 60th or 68th overall receiver in fantasy? This is ridiculous." Allen Robinson would probably be a Hall of Famer if he didn't have like Blaine Gabbard and Mitch Trubisky and and Matt Nagy holding him back um, right the chicago bears have a extremely good roster they do um unfortunately they're coached by a dummy and <laughs> as bad as pittsburgh is they're not coached by a dummy Matt, mike tomlin is a much better coach than him and i think that they're going to win this game but i think it's going to be closer than that give me give me pittsburgh to win sounds good man sounds good but all right, well, that pretty much concludes our show. I hope you stuck with us. 51 minutes long. We, I kind of, that's my bad. I kind of kind of went a little long on the old Zimmer rant, but <laughs> I could still be going. Trust me, I have more. You absolutely could, man. But, Mike, before we get out of here, what do you got? You got anything else to say for the people? Yeah, so uh, next show, I want to say, what are we doing, a Tuesday? Is that going to be Monday, Tuesday? Monday, Monday, Monday. Okay, Monday. So it's going to be after the game. I do want to do a a midterm uh, team grade for everybody. So Ooh, yeah, like we're gonna be we're gonna be doing some midterm team grades for each team. Uh, tune in for that one. That's gonna be a, a good treat for you guys. Um, and you know, let us know if you agree or disagree. Yes, please, please let us know. I'm telling you guys, I appreciate everyone's messages. Hey. If you like what we're what you're hearing, please check us out on Facebook, Unbiased Football Talk. Also, special shout out. If you guys collect baseball or football cards, please check out Mr. Adam Bomb Breaks on Facebook for all your football and baseball card needs. I've been doing business with this with this man for about a year now and my personal collection of baseball and football cards is looking outstanding um actually i've even hooked mike up with some stuff Absolutely. from mr adam bomb a few times so please uh if you're looking for for some baseball or football cards please check out adam bomb breaks on facebook and uh other than that look thanks for hooking hooking us up with some listens and we will check you guys out on monday All right. Peace out. Later.